Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation. There's no such thing as a happy and successful home in my judgment without God. Is God in your home? Has Christ come into your home? Say, Lord, I'm sorry I've sinned. I'm willing to change my way of living. I'm Jim Burns. It's not easy growing up in the shadow of a famous father. Well, especially when that man is the world's best known evangelist in this modern era. But Ruth Graham knows that her parents, Billy and Ruth Bell Graham, did the best they could to create as normal an atmosphere at home as possible for their five kids. Well, during the next half hour, Ruth Graham, the daughter of Billy and Ruth Graham, joins me here in studio to talk about her relationship with her dad and the legacy of faith he established for her. Billy Graham from his daughter's heart will be our topic today. It's gonna be a very special program right here on Homeward, so stay with us. From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert, Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Marsh on today's program. We are digging into the archives, as it were, uh, kind of going back and revisiting a conversation that Dr. Jim Burns recorded a few years ago with Ruth Graham. She is the youngest daughter of Billy and Ruth Bell Graham. And uh, a couple of years ago, she put out a couple of really lovely books. They're these kind of uh, uh, small, what we call gift books in the industry, uh, A Legacy of Faith about uh, her relationship with her dad and a legacy of love, a relationship with her mom. And uh, during the next half hour, you're going to hear Jim's conversation with Ruth Graham about this legacy of love that uh, she and her dad uh, really enjoyed, this legacy of faith. And uh, here we go, part one, Billy Graham from his daughter's heart today here on Homework. Welcome to Homeward. I'm Jim Burns. Today, Billy Graham. His daughter's heart is what we're talking about. We are most fortunate to have Ruth Graham with us, one of my favorite guests. I was telling somebody the other day that actually my favorite interview in the last couple of years has been a conversation that we had, and we have the privilege to have her in studio again. Ruth Graham, the daughter of Billy and Ruth Graham. Her family calls her Bunny. She's a noted speaker and author. Her books include In Every Pew Sits a Broken Heart, A Legacy of Love, Things I Learned from My Mother, and many other books, and we're going to talk about some of that. Ruth has three children and some grandchildren. She lives in Virginia. Welcome to our studio here at Homeward. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Well, it is just great to have you, and I feel like I know you from (laughs) reading this book, Legacy of Faith, Things I Learned from My Father. I was telling you beforehand, I I laughed, I cried. Mm. I mean, I'm sitting in my bed. Kathy said, what's wrong? (laughs) I said, well, this is just such a tender story. The Graham family is an interesting family because we all think of Billy Graham as, as, you know, the perfect one, the Pope of, you know, Protestant Christianity. And yet in many ways, you had a somewhat, uh, not normal family growing up, but you were kind of a normal kid. Mother and Daddy were very wise to let us be normal and to allow us to grow up normally. And fortunately, we lived in a little community that was populated by missionaries, retired missionaries. So it was not unusual to know that, well, this man had traveled the world preaching the gospel. And so the fact that our father did it wasn't unusual. And they really let us have a normal life. Well, today we're talking about your most incredible relationship with your dad. Mm -hmm. I want to just begin with this question. What aspect of your father's legacy of faith in you gives you the most joy? 
Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, there's so many aspects of my father that give me joy. And I say in the um, acknowledgments that I'm much more warmed by the embers than I ever was by the fire and that his grace and gentleness color my world. But I think the thing that he has passed on to me is his authenticity. He is who he is. He's real in public and he's real in private and what you see is what you get that speaks authentically to his faith and obviously he he loves the lord he loves the gospel his heart's passion is that people come to know god through a personal relationship with jesus christ and um so his faith is important but but the fact that it's authentic and that it's real that's um that's very special you also said at the beginning of of your book that you never saw your father waver with his purpose. No, we never did. And uh, and that sometimes that might be credit to mother because there were times that people wanted him to do movies or wanted him to run for president. And um, my mother would kick him under the table and shake her head. And But he really did. His heart's passion is to preach the gospel. And, and I was just home last weekend. And uh, I said, Daddy, he had been in New Orleans to preach. And, and I said, Daddy, everybody was so happy to see you on TV and see that you're still you know, going strong. And, and he said, you know, when I was preaching in New Orleans, he said, I felt like I was at home. Mm. And I said, Daddy, you love to preach, don't you? And he said, I certainly do. Yeah. And at the same time, your dad wasn't home much when you were growing no. up. And I have to ask you, I mean, did, it re did you resent that as a kid? I don't think that I ever resented it. Uh, I resented sometimes people's intrusion because when he was home and we'd go out to dinner, people would always come to him, interrupt our meal, want to have their picture taken or ask him a question or shake his hand. And my father was always gracious, always stopped what he was doing, stood up, shook their hands, introduced the rest of us around the table and was very gracious. And there were times that, that I was not as gracious. Sure. I would, I would imagine that. Now you did say in your book, you said, I have a hole in my heart due to the long separations of daddy. That's right. And I think uh, anybody could look at the fact that he was gone almost 60% of the time as we calculated. Uh, there were times that I needed him that he wasn't there. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons I married so young was to fill that hole. Uh, not the best way of going about it, but um, I just, you missed your daddy. And I think, I don't know this because I'm obviously not a little boy, but for a little girl, it's so important to have her dad. Right. We're talking with Ruth Graham. Uh, we're talking about Billy Graham uh, from his daughter's heart. She's written a great book called A Legacy of Faith, Things I Learned from My Father. Uh, Ruth, when you were growing up, you told a story about being in New York. You were you were put in a boarding school in New York mm -hmm. that you weren't really happy about first going. No. You, you, wanted, you wanted to stay in Florida. That's right. That That's side. right. And you, uh, your mother said that your dad was in New York, and so you went to the hotel, you knocked on the door, there was a man who you didn't know, and you said, I'd like to talk to Mr. Graham, and the man turned you down. Mm -hmm. What right. happened? Well, I don't know why I didn't say, well, you know, this is me and I want to see my father. Uh, but I didn't know the man. And so I thought maybe I'd gotten to the wrong room or whatever. And uh, I just left and turned around, headed for the elevator and heard the door open again. And they said, are you Bunny? And I said, yes. He said, oh, he said, your father will see you right now. Um, so it was just a sort of a mistaken right. kind of thing. And that happened sometimes uh, in our lives. How did you feel when that would happen? Um, that's a good question. I, I think I felt somewhat rejected maybe, but it wasn't my father's fault. Right. It was really my fault. I should have identified myself better. Right. Um, I just expected this 
man, if he was in fact one yeah. of my father's staff, to recognize who I was. But it was somebody who didn't know me. Sure. Now, there was actually even a time, I think you actually put it in your book, A Legacy of Faith, Things I Learned from My Father. Your dad has also talked about this. There was a time when, when he actually didn't, didn't recognize, recognize you. That's right. I was uh, playing at a friend's house, and their house bordered the golf course. And uh, we were playing outside, and I recognized the voice in the distance as my father. Right. So I ran out to, to see him, and he didn't recognize me. And he said, you know, little girl, it's not safe to be out here. You need to go back. And I didn't have the, the courage. I was too timid to uh, say, but Daddy, this is me. Uh, so I left uh, sad. And, of course, when I tell him a story like that, that really grieves his heart. Right. Well, because he has said many times publicly that if he had it to do over again, he'd probably spend more time with the family. That's right. Interesting generation. You know, the generation that I'm in in ministry probably wouldn't do that as mm, often. Mm -hmm. His generation did that That's right. much more often. That's right. We've learned from mm -hmm. some of the saints ahead of us who said, you know what, I'd do something a little different. Well, and I've often said that my parents are exceptions. Right. Uh, they are not the rule. Right, exactly. And that's that's a great comment. You made another comment uh, in your book where you said, my father's affection built my confidence like nothing else. You know, a father's attention to his little girl, mm -hmm. appropriate attention, sure. is really a confidence builder builds your self-esteem, and, and a father is very, very important to a little girl. In that, even though your dad wasn't there, he, he really did a good job of, of keeping in touch with you all. Yes. I mean, there was I mean there were phone calls, there were letters. He'd write a letter to, to all of the siblings, That's you right. and the siblings. Yes. He would dictate a letter to all of the siblings and, and keep us in touch that way. And then he would handwrite letters and parent from a distance. Uh, he would send us postcards or send me. I went through all of my treasure trove and so many that I had yeah. forgotten the postcards from, you know, Norway and the letters from Africa. And he really tried to parent the best way he could. And, and I've picked up on that. And whenever I travel, and I travel a good bit, I send a postcard to my grandson for wherever I am, give him a little bit of note of the history of where I am, and let him know that his grandmother's thinking about him. And that's so important. Sure. And what was fascinating in, in your book was you talked so often about uncle so-and-so mm -hmm. and aunt so-and-so and uncle this and uncle yes. that. It seemed like all of the folks who were a part of the crusade in some ways became your uncles and aunts. They were honorary uncles and aunts and still are. Very precious. And these are the people comment about the team that surrounded my father for all these years, the loyalty that's there. And so they really be did become members of the family. And right. uh, their kids were our friends. And it was really a, a wonderful atmosphere. Yeah. You grew up in a great place. Yes. Uh, we're talking with Ruth Graham. We're talking about Billy Graham, his daughter's heart, and Ruth is sure sharing this. And as I had mentioned at the beginning of the program, if you missed it, uh, I love this book, and I highly recommend it. It is just a moving book. In fact, I'm handing the book the second this conversation is done to my daughter, Christy, because I was telling her about it. We'll be right back. I'm Jim Burns. You're listening to Home. Great conversation today here on the program. Uh, Roger Marsh here back in the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University. APU.edu is where you'll find us. And this conversation today, actually a rebroadcast of a conversation that Jim had with Ruth Graham uh, a few years ago, actually. Uh, Billy Graham, from his daughter's heart, we're talking about A Legacy of Faith, the book that she wrote as a tribute to her dad. And of course, we are rejoicing with the fact her dad was in the hospital recently and uh, has been released, but he's coming up on his 94th birthday here soon. And uh, how grateful we are to uh, be able to honor him uh, by remembering, kind of taking a look back in the Homeward archives today and uh, hear this conversation we had with his youngest daughter, Ruth. Homeward is here to help you uh, to continue that legacy of faith that you're building in your own children and grandchildren. If you're looking for resources to help you do just that, we encourage you to check us out online today at homeword.com. That's homeword.com. Welcome back to Homeward. I'm Jim Burns. Today, 
what a special privilege to have Ruth Graham with us. We're talking about Billy Graham from his daughter's heart. Ruth is, of course, the daughter of Billy and Ruth Graham, and she herself is a noted speaker and an excellent author. We're talking about a book today that she's written called A Legacy of Faith, Things I Learned from My Father. Ruth, even at the break here, we were kind of laughing about the fact that, you know, your family is a really normal family. And in fact, you were saying that your mom, uh, somebody had called your family dysfunctional, which I, by the way, on the air say every family is dysfunctional. Every family is broken in one way or another. And she laughed Mm -hmm. and said, Thank God, you know, that we were dysfunctional because we'd done a lot of damage if we had been functional. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It seems like there was a sense of humor as you were growing oh, up. Oh, yes. My mother has yeah. a wonderful sense of humor. When my father is tired, uh-huh. he tends to lose his sense, and we all do. But um, my mother is wacky. She loves to play practical jokes. Uh-huh. Uh, and I wrote about her in Legacy of Love, right. things I learned from my mother, and the joy that pervaded our home. It feels when she writes or when I've seen her ages past, mm-hmm. you know, on the air for some reason or something, she just feels like that kind of a person. At the same time, they're not doing well physically. Um, they're not ready to go out dancing or no. take on more crusades. No, my mother is... is, uh, is an invalid. Right. She can't really do anything for herself, right. but she still has the joy in her heart and right. um, still memorizing scripture, awesome. still faithful. And we tell her she's a queen that rules from her chair. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she had a strong rule in the, in the home. She did. Well, she had to carry the load. Right. Daddy was gone sometimes six months at a time. Yeah. And, uh, and so it, it was a hard thing for her. She, fortunately, her parents were very close by and she did have good help. The beauty of that was that her mom and her dad, your mom grew up in China, and her mom and her dad, when once they retired as missionaries, they really lived just right down the street from they you. They lived right across the street from yeah. us for years. Yeah. One of the things that we're seeing working with kids here through Homeward is that it used to be 70% of kids had a, a grandparent either right next door or in the home. Today, it's about 2%. Mm-hmm. So you really had the benefit of uh, this extended family oh, that yes. brought you... Uh, fun, strength, and, and also probably, you know, some problems every so often. Everybody yeah, knew you in, in your community as well. Too. That's right. And some discipline. My grandfather and grandmother were, were disciplinarians. My grandfather was an amazing human being. And uh, he was a, a doctor. He had been a medical missionary. And so when we got hurt, we ran over to across the street. And my grandfather took care of us and he loved us, but he was, he, he was a disciplinarian. When you talk about so many of these people in your life, they seem to be people who really took an active interest in all of the kids. Is that pretty much the case? We were loved by a great many different people, yes. Yeah. Now, you talked earlier about your dad being incredibly authentic. We were laughing before the program about a fact that you said that at your graduation, he was going around introducing himself (laughs) as as Ruth's father, as if people didn't know who he was. How can that be? I mean, he, he has to know that millions of people know him, love him, pray for him. You know, he does not think that way. Uh, again, recently I was at home and uh, and I said, Dad, we were talking about something else. And I said, Daddy, people want to see you. They want to hear from you. They miss you. He says, oh, no, I'm an old man. Nobody cares. <laughs> and I said, Daddy, that's not true. And I think people need to hear from you. Also, um, a story that he called one of my sister's friends and she answered the phone. He said, hello, this is Billy Graham. Do you remember me? <laughs> and he really has this right. this attitude that right. he has not gone to his head. That's probably why God uses him in such great ways. I believe things. so. I saw one of the photos, and you have beautiful photos in your book, A Legacy of Faith, a photo of him speaking to over a million people mm-hmm. in Korea. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, who, who does this? Mm-hmm. And yet he did that in humility as well. That's right. And he's been doing it for over 60 years. And then many people have been on the public scene for 60 years, consecutive years. 
you know, it's interesting. I uh, do some work with youth culture, and uh, Madonna has a quote out saying, no one in our industry is normal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a lot of times, as you would well know, even within the uh, evangelical superstardom, if there is such a thing, mm. and there is, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't normal. Mm. What you're saying is Billy Graham is somewhat normal mm-hmm. when he's at home anyway. Yeah, well, and like I said at the beginning, he is authentic. We are normal people in abnormal situation and an extraordinary situation. What was one of the most wonderful lessons you learned from your dad? The dependence on God. Hmm. I was home uh, again, not too long ago because I've started my own ministry and I was saying, daddy, how did you prepare? Were you ever, did you ever feel inadequate? And he said all the time. And I said, well, how did you prepare? He said, I prayed. So um, the next morning I, I said, well, daddy, how did you pray? And he said, I would go up and for hours just say, God, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. And his total dependence. There were times that when he was preaching long crusades, the sermons had to be prepared that day. And he just depended on the Holy Spirit and he would just get on the platform and say, God, I don't have it. You've got to give it to me. Totally dependent. And God, he'd stand in the pulpit and God would give it to him. Can you imagine the pressure? And but but God stepped in and showed up. And my father illustrated that to me over and over again. Now, you mentioned uh, just a moment ago that you're involved in your own mm-hmm. ministry. It seems like, you know, through the years you've had some ministry issues and then you've kind of gone out of it for a bit and now you're back into it. Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing? I've started a, a ministry called Ruth Graham and Friends. Huh. And we're going into the churches at their invitation on a Friday evening and a Saturday. Um, and we are addressing the elephants in the church, if you will. Mm-hmm. We have a wonderful team of women and, and men that come and teach from their own experience mm-hmm. what God's brought them through. Through mm. depression, homosexuality, mm. pornography, addictions, divorce, body image. And we're just having a grand time. God's blessing it. And I'm very excited about it. It's really birthed out of my book, In Every Pew It's a Broken Heart. Right, right. I love that book. Interesting enough, when you say that, I think that's one of the great needs of the church today. Mm-hmm. The issues are there. Several years ago, my friend Steve Arterburn and I wrote a book called Drug Proof mm-hmm. Your Kids. Mm-hmm. And what happened was people were saying, well, you know, we don't have that problem in the church. But mm. what we found was that basically it was the same issue. That's right. We did a uh, a survey, and eighty nine percent of the pastors said there was a problem with drugs and alcohol in their community, but only thirteen percent of them said that there was a problem in their church as well. Sort of a denial, and I and I do think Jim that we want to make Jesus look good. We feel like we have to carry God's reputation around, and that we have to make Him look good, and so we deny it. But you know, Jesus died for this. Right. This is why He came. Is the mess of our lives, and we do have messes in our church. And the sinners are not on the outside. The sinners are on the inside of the church. So let's deal with it. And let's deal with it from a biblical perspective. I'm sure you learned so much of this from your dad, because throughout your book on the relationship that you have with him, you share a man of faith. Mm. You you give an illustration about a 2020 interview where they said, if your son or daughter was a Mm. homosexual, would you love him? And and your dad said? I'd love them even more. Mm. My father has a great capacity for grace, Mm. and he has certainly given that to me over the years as I've made lots of mistakes in my life, my own willfulness and sinfulness. Um, And he never blamed, condemned, never said, I told you so. He just loved me. And at one point he said, you know, honey, he said, we all live under grace and do the best we can. Mm. 
I love that phrase. Mm-hmm. Interesting, as, as you say that, because he would have strong values and morals about Absolutely. issues, whether it be homosexuality or, or the issues of, of life, adultery, on and on. Mm-hmm. But he was strong with biblical convictions, and at the same time, he was filled with grace. Absolutely. And it, what a difference. You know, you can stand and condemn and blame and criticize, but when you get in the trenches with people, and that's what my father does, right. he gets in the trenches and he understands people, and he understands the grace of God. And when we were in New York for the for the crusade, and he had this unbelievable amount of, of press coverage in this press conference, and they started asking him questions about controversial issues. And he said, you know, 20 years ago, I, was, I would have answered those. But he said, my message is now the love of God. What an incredible privilege and opportunity to, uh, to be able to sit under him at those things. Mm. Mm. It certainly uh, sounds like a great story, and it brings us to the uh, the midpoint of the conversation, actually, at the end of today's program, and I uh, want to encourage you to stay with us uh, through the end of this. Uh, Jim's got a few closing thoughts here, but also on the next edition of the Homeward Broadcast, part two of Jim's conversation with Ruth Graham, talking about Billy Graham from his daughter's heart. And Jim, how cool it is for us to just sit here and eavesdrop a little bit on what it was like for Ruth to grow up as the daughter of of, uh, Billy and Ruth Bell Graham. What a legacy of love and a legacy of faith she's been talking about. Well, it is. And you know what? Ruth is authentic. She is genuine. She holds nothing back. Right. And I think she gets that from her dad and from her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why they have had such a profound influence. I mean, God anoints certain people for generations. Yeah. And this particular generation and the previous generation it has been Billy Graham when yep. it comes to evangelism. I mean, there are other people, but this is a man who God has used in such tremendous ways. We talked about legacy today, right. Roger, as we think about the fact that Ruth now is carrying on this along with the other siblings. I want to tell a story that's kind of famous, and it's a great story. It's a story of how Billy Graham came to faith, and then I love the fact that you know he was a part of, of Ruth coming to know Christ. It started in 1858. There was a man named Mr. Kimball. He was an ordinary guy. He was a Sunday school teacher, and he prayed with one of his students who was a shoe salesman to become a Christian. Well, that salesman, Dwight L. Moody, and he became a great evangelist. In 1879, Moody was sharing the good news of Christ to a man named F.B. Meyer, and he met Christ at that time. And that man, again, was one of the incredible preachers of that time and preached all around American colleges. Well, what was fascinating was he brought a student named Wilbur Chapman to Christ, and Chapman later employed an ex-baseball player named Billy Sunday to work. And now, of course, Billy Sunday was one of the great evangelists as well. Right. Billy Sunday became one of the greatest Christian preachers and evangelists in the early 1900s. And once after he preached in Charlotte, there was a local group of businessmen who were so enthusiastic, they decided to bring another evangelist named Mordecai Ham to preach. And in that revival meeting, there was a young man named Billy Graham, and he yielded his life to Christ. And Billy Graham has since preached to more people in person than any person in the world, and the story goes on. And it all started because there was an ordinary Sunday school teacher named Mr. Kimball who led a shoe salesman to faith in Christ. And I think the beauty of of legacy is that not only does it happen in ways like that, but it happens within our family as well. And Ruth Graham is a perfect illustration of continuing the legacy of faith of a wonderful, wonderful powerful, dedicated man like Billy Graham. Absolutely, Jim. And I know legacy building is something that's important to us here at Homeward. It's important to you and your ministry, Jim. And uh, when our listeners go to homeward.com and hit the articles and media section, what they can do is uh, just in the keyword search there, write in legacy of faith. And a number of different articles, tip sheets, and video clips will all appear. And you can read them, you can download them, you can push them to your friends, and they're available without cost or further obligation. So check us out online today. Learn how you can get these resources to help you build a legacy of faith when you go to homeword.com.
Well, as you've been listening today to Ruth Graham talk about her dad, we sure have talked about a legacy of faith that he passed to her and to her four brothers and sisters. The word legacy is extremely important to me and to the ministry of Homeward, and your influence as a parent will have an impact on your kids right now, but it also influences them for years to come. Your financial partnership with Homeward today enables us to continue producing the kinds of resources that you need to help keep on building that spiritual legacy in your home for your children, for your grandchildren. So thanks for sending in your tax-deductible donations, especially at this time of the year. Much, much needed at Homeward right now. Homeward, Post Office Box 1600, San Juan Capistrano, California, 92693. You can also give a gift online when you click over to homeward.com. And believe me, we would appreciate it greatly. Be sure to join me again next time when I'll continue my conversation with Ruth Graham, the daughter of Ruth and Billy Graham. We'll be talking about her special relationship with her dad, the Reverend Billy Graham. So you won't want to miss the rest of that discussion. Until then, I'm Jim Burns. Thanks for listening today to Homeward. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.